Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, personal development educator and NLP trainer here, and welcome to episode 139 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to offer tips, tools, strategies and resources for helping us have the best quality life and relationships that we can. So welcome to episode 139 entitled, Taking Care of Everyone Else Means You Miss Out. Um... There's a a fine line between um, healthy caring and supporting of others and a caring and supporting of others that has an agenda to bring us love, validation, acknowledgement, and reduce our anxiety. Um, If I just interpret, uh, you know, depending on what kind of relational dynamics we had demonstrated to us from our family system when we were young, we might learn that the best way to um, at least attempt to get love, validation and recognition from our family system was that um, regardless of how much energy or time or what um, personal cost it came at, as long as we were acknowledging other people's needs, as long as we were taking care of other people, as long as we were focused on other people, then this was our best possible chance of not being abandoned by others. Um, but unfortunately in that process of becoming very, very skilled, uh, and, and again, it's, it's, it's a, it's an approach to dealing with other people that, um, you, you know, if you're busy taking care of me, if you're busy interpreting my needs, if you're busy doing for me, the things that I should be doing for myself, uh, even if I see that as dysfunctional and a dysfunctional adaption, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be hard-pressed to call you on that and, and get you to stop that <laughs> uh, because it works very well for me if you keep taking care of me. Um, and if our way of uh, kind of reducing our own anxiety is by excessively doing for others, th- then that's the payoff for us. But unfortunately, what it means often for people who become chronically other-focused and, and, and chronically very, very skilled at anticipating other people's needs and wants and desires even potentially before they do, um, is that we learn to get our value, our recognition um, and our love from operating in this way. Um, and even though sometimes it's disingenuous or we're resentful for having to do it, we'll still do it Um, because if we don't, we might experience guilt, we might experience anxiety and fear of abandonment and loss of approval if we're not chronically um, focusing on what others need and want and often doing the hard work to deliver that. You know, we're doing for other people what other people should be doing for themselves Um, so that ironically, um, whilst we're busy focusing on giving everyone else what everyone else wants, we're waiting in the background for somebody to do the same thing for us. When's somebody going to see me? 
When's somebody going to acknowledge me? When's somebody going to take care of me? And we can end up in a lot of resentment um, and stuck in this role of giving, giving, giving to others whilst, you know, draining self. Um, so that this can be a version of, of, of self-abandonment. Um, and highly risky. You know, if I'm trying to interpret what other people want, if I'm trying to interpret how to deliver on that with others, um, and and how do I mould and shape myself and show up and how do I behave that ideally that's going to get me the love and approval I seek? Um, most of the time that ends up falling flat. Uh, whereas, and, and, and again, then the, the, the problem that we strike too is when we start to, to become more inclusive and get healthier at caring for ourselves. Um, if we've got a lot of accolades, validation, so to speak, um, approval from others because we are, we're, we're considered to be such a good person for always being um, in service of others, um, then we run the risk of the payoff of, you know, doing for others all the time. Um, you know, we're, we're, if we're, we're stopping or we're moderating that or we're setting a boundary that says anything that I recognize that others can do for themselves, I'm not going to jump in and do. I'm not going to. Uh, and then we have to sit with our anxiety that, that might come up with that, the guilt or the shame or the criticism, oh, you're not being a good person. And that's not just necessarily criticism from others. That can come from our internal dialogue. Um because, you know, we're, we're so used to approaching the world and people um, through this pathway. Um, and, and to a degree, I approve of myself because I'm such a do-gooder or a martyr or however I'm kind of looking at myself. Um, or that's how I, I perceive that I, you know, well, I, I find people who need me. Um, and, and that's how I get my worth, because if they didn't need me, what on earth might they want me around for? So that it can be very anxiety-provoking when we push back against that for self, rather than continuing other focused, uh, uh, in another focused position by kind of going, well, who's going to take care of me? Um, and ironically, if we've spent so much time focused on others, we're probably not even that aware. We'll probably find it very difficult to, you know, to think about, well, what do I want? What do I need? How do I meet my own emotional needs? How do I even recognize what I need in order to feel centered and connected um, in, a more, in a more healthy kind of way? For some of us, if we spent most of our time, um, so to speak, in another focused approach, then... Um, what what that can mean is that that's become a kind of an enmeshed version of my identity. It's not true me, it's just me playing a role. And so I might even need to start to kind of figure out, well, who, who am I as a standalone? What, what am I, how am I going to function and operate in the world without being so reliant on this way of getting approval um, from, from others or at least trying uh, to secure approval from others or love from others. Um, so I'm, I'm faced with an idea of who am I when I'm not chronically focused on other people. Um, 
I'm going to have to face the confusion of how do I figure out what I want and need and get clear on that. And then what am I trying to get from others that really I should be more focused on getting for myself? Um, because chronically chasing after other people, chronically metaphorically rescuing or picking up after others, um, again, if it's also given me a, a sense of kind of moral superiority that, oh, look, the, these people really don't know how to run their lives. I'll step in and do that for them. And, and meanwhile, while we're running around focused on telling and other people how to do the world better, um, we're, we're ignoring the chronic gaps in our own life. Um, and then we're exhausted, we're resentful, we're frustrated. Um, we, we feel that love is very conditional. Um, and rather than we're, we're kind of now, I, I'm not going to be so focused on what I think you or you should or shouldn't be doing in your life. I'm coming back and putting my attention on me. I'm, I'm coming back and, and finding ways, you know, to refine my own inner relationship. How, how do I give myself more love? How do I feel more connected without using the vehicle of doing and obsessing um, over others to try to, you know, quell that inner anxiety or feel a, a sense of connection? Um, that, you know, I'm looking at my... I realize that all the running around about, over other people is not going to heal my internal emptiness. Um, so I'm taking the time to turn inwards and figure out what that looks like for me. And there's lots of ways, in you know, if we, you know, if we're working with a good therapist or a good coach or somebody who's skilled in kind of um, uh, self differentiation, there's some some good resources out there. There's a author Jenny Brown and her book. I think it's called Growing Yourself Up. Um, the relationship coach Jerry Wise um, has some excellent stuff on uh, defining self in relation to our family system and relationships um, and there are plenty of other resources that we can go to around figuring out how to relate to people in a more balanced and healthy way that's more inclusive of us rather than the, you know, the only way I can feel like I can be part of dealing with other people is to chronically abandon myself and chronically fixate on others and hope that at some stage somebody will pick up the vacuum that that is, you know, and, and the void that I've left in myself. Um, so what do, what do we, what, as I say, what do, what do we need to do here? We need to look at, um, in our interactions, you know, we need to look at the space we're coming from. Am, am I overly caring for this person? Am I trying to rescue this person rather than support this person? Um, am I in a position right now to give to this person or is this going to be too taxing for me? Um, because sometimes we can be absolutely exhausted and still feel guilted or pressured into doing for others. So if I don't have it to give to me, then I should certainly... Um, I'm not in a position to give it to you. Um, you know, what's my self-care like? How am I working on getting more connected, more centered, more loving towards myself? What, you know, how am I topping myself up? Um, how am I focusing on my life goals? How am I taking care of the things that I need to take care of in my life? How am I taking responsibility for me rather than overly being overly responsible for others? Um, 
And then how am I going to manage the anxiety and sometimes that sit comfortably in that confusion while I try to figure out um, how to do something other than my habituated go-to responses. Um, and this can take time because if it's so ingrained in us, we can find ourselves you know, automatically offering help, automatically doing things for people. And so part of this is being able to create with ourselves an ability to pop out and look at our own behavior, that whenever we're dealing with people, um, we're starting to kind of assess, you know, how am I approaching this dynamic? If we're feeling frustration and resentment, that that's a clue to kind of go, okay, I need to look at this dynamic and am I over-investing in them and under-investing in me? And if that's the case, what do I do here? Um, so that we can start to have relationships um, we can move our relationships slightly to something more um, genuine, something more um, um, respectful that sort of says, I trust your ability to sort your own stuff out. Uh, because sometimes if we're chronically rescuing, it's almost a little bit, it's, it's, it's somewhat disrespectful because the message it sends to somebody else is, I don't think you can sort yourself out. I don't think you can take care of yourself. So I'm going to tell you what to do or I'm going to do it for you. Um, or I'm, um, you know, we're, we're, we're showing the respect for people by letting them have, letting them have their pain too, because if I'm rushing in to try to take you out of your pain, that's because I can't sit in the pain, my pain of watching you in pain. So, um, we can be robbing people of, of moments to really tap in, you know, a moment where, where they can have true healing, true resource, true self-connection deal with their grief that you know that there's lots of elements here that that we can be inadvertently depriving people of and we, and we don't you know if we're, if we're we're truly about being a supportive person not a um um an o invasive over carer then we're working at getting better and better on finding that boundary um and that can take time that's you know we're developing a new skill set um, so we have to be comfortable that, that these things are going to take probably some time for us to get better and better at it. But if we can find that over time, you know, we find it easier to drop into ourselves, or e e e more easily, it, you know, my go-to now is to attune to me, not to try to attune to you. Um, and then from that place, see how I want to navigate the dynamic rather than going automatically leaping out of my own skin and, in, and into somebody else's uh, business and life. Uh, rather than from my position, what what am I and what aren't I prepared to do? And in the bigger scheme of things, you know, does the care and support that I'm offering empower this person or actually end up disempowering them? Um, and are we building more and more towards a genuine connection that that builds off a genuine regard for one another, not built around what you can do for me um, and what you what I can perceive you can continue to do for me. Um, so that's that's where, I, you know, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that, you know, the consequences of being overly focused on others, as I say, and how this can be exhausting, how this can impact our health, how this can leave us resentful, um, and how it doesn't necessarily add to genuine person-to-person -person relating, but rather can end up, leave us feeling very... Um, very lonely and backed into a corner, that the only way people will love me 
and be around me as if I continue to abandon myself and, and be completely focused on them. Um, so there we go. Uh, there's episode 139 for you. Um, hope hope that um, uh, I hope that you found that uh, well. It gives you some food for thought. Um, if you find that your way of um, connecting with people is by giving yourself away too much and doing too much for others, then hopefully this offers you some things to think about. Um, and like I said, I, I think we've learned all seen in our family systems role models of kind of healthy care and then dysfunctional care or agendered care um, that, that comes at a cost both to the other person and to self um, rather than, you know, more and more we're learning what a healthy exchange and healthy support means. So thank you for listening to episode 139. Um, as always, thank you. If you've been listening along to the show right from the beginning or for a long period of time, my profoundest thanks. If you've just joined us, thank you. Um, uh, if you want to continue to support the show, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review as it makes it easier for others to find this material. And I'm very passionate about any type of education that we can get to help us work on our life and not just necessarily be in our life. Um, and of course, the show is available also on other podcast mediums, Stitcher, Podbean, and at the website emergencetraining.com.au. And by all means, if you've got an idea for an episode, and thank you to those who've uh, over the journey have sent um, episode ideas in, if I think I can offer something on it, I'll certainly have a go um, at popping out some sort of episode. Um, then, um, yeah, thank you so much. Um, and as always, thank you for listening and really, really appreciate and wish you all the best on your journey in your life going forward. So until we're with each other on another episode, bye for now.